2023 is going to be a year of restoration and as God has begun to do work in our lives. One thing is for sure, and that is for us to keep our hope alive. Hallelujah. Because one thing that the enemy is capable of doing is that he can frustrate you even whilst you wait before the Lord. The enemy can frustrate you and take you through a journey of frustration as you wait upon the Lord to deliver or to fulfill that which he has promised you or that which you wait and anticipate him to do for you in your life. But one thing is for sure, what can keep you moving and keep you going forward in life is hope. So as we have prayed, as we have waited before the Lord, and as God has begun to work in our lives, and he's about to give us this testimony, one thing that we can hold on to so that as we wait for that testimony to come into our lives, it is to keep our hope alive. Hallelujah. So in the book of Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7, he said, Blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. Amen. Trusted. Blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Beloved, we have to understand that we cannot live in this world. We cannot walk around in this world without hope. Hallelujah. We cannot live and walk in this life without having any sense of hope in the Lord. For Bible calls us to have hope in God. He said, blessed is the man whose hope or who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. So it means that blessed is the man who sees God as their hope or who miss God with their hope. Hope is very important, hallelujah. And when we speak of hope, hope is something that you desire to have in the Lord, even though the thing is not there, but you desire to have it and you hope by anticipating you hope by believing. So hope has something to do with the emotion and it has something to do with something that is not in existence and hope has something to go with faith. You cannot have faith without hope and neither can you have hope without faith. Hallelujah. And so when we speak of hope, what we are talking about is that a belief in something that is not there, a belief in something that you desire, but it is not there, a belief in something that does not even have a possibility of coming to power, that is hope. Hope is believing in the impossible. Hope is believing in something that is not there, but you believe that your hope is God, and as you believe in what is not there, who is the source of your hope is capable of delivering and fulfilling that which you hope for. And that is where also your, your faith comes in. That your faith, which Bible says that is the substance or the embodiment of that which you hope for. Faith being a substance, it means that faith in the Lord is what brings your hope to pass. Hallelujah. Faith is what brings what we hope to pass. And so, beloved, we have to have hope in the Lord. Our hope is a sign of trust in God. Our hope is a sign of confidence in God. When we have hope in God, it shows that we believe in God, that he's capable of doing that which he says he's able to do. When we hope in God, what we are saying is that, although that which we hope for is not there, but we believe that God is able to deliver. 
when we hope in God, we are telling God that Bible, God, we are we trust in you. Though what we are hoping for, it seems to be impossible, but we believe and trust in you. And that is what God looks for. So he said, blessed is the man that trusts in God, whose hope is God, because there is a reward in your hope. Hallelujah. There is a reward in your hope. The Greek word for hope is elpis, which is what to anticipate. And then the Hebrew word for hope, it means to wait. So both the Greek word for hope, which means to anticipate, and the Hebrew word for hope, which means to wait or to await. That is why the Bible says that those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall receive wings like the eagle, and they shall mount up. They shall walk and run and not be weary or faint. And then the Greek word, which means to anticipate, it means that as a son and as a daughter of God, as you come before the Lord, there is something that you need to have in your heart. That is anticipation. You need to anticipate. Hallelujah. You see, that is how we deal with God. That is how we interact with God. That is how we connect with God. When you come before the Lord, you see, there is something, there is something that is known as the practical aspect of our relationship with God. You see, the way God wants to relate with us, it's not just about saying, the Father, we believe in you. But when we say that we believe in him, there has to be a practical aspect of our belief in God. Amen. And that is that when you have something, when you are dealing with something in life, when you are going through something in life, when you hope for something in life, when you come before the Lord, you have to anticipate that the God that you are coming before He is the one that is what? Capable of what? Fulfilling all that you ask. That is why he said, let your prayer, lift up a prayer with supplication unto the Lord. And God who is able to do all things will fulfill all your needs. So one of the key that God gives us and the sign that God gives us is that when you come before him, how? Or be in the mood of anticipation. Meaning that I expect to receive something. Hallelujah. Expect to receive something. And when you come before the Lord, know that as you come before him, you receive that which you have in your heart. That is how God wants us to come before him. That is why he said, I come boldly unto the throne room of grace. Where? You will find help in times of need. When you enter into the throne room of grace, there is help that awaits you. There is always help waiting for you in the throne room of grace. And so when God, God wants you that when you come before him, be in the mood of anticipation, expect to receive something. There are many people that go before the Lord. They are not in the mood of expectation. Neither are they in the mood of anticipation. They are there with doubts. She cannot have doubts when you anticipate or expect to receive something. She cannot have doubts when you know for sure that the person that you are coming to has all that it takes to keep that which you want. Hallelujah. You see, when we go to the bank, even though we have our money in the bank and we know that we have money in the bank, 
Everybody knows that whilst your money sits in the bank, your money is actually, you see, you are having the numbers that reflect on your account. That this is the amount of money that you have. But the money is not really sitting in the bank. The bank is using the money, investing the money. So what makes you think that the money is really there? That if you walk into the bank to withdraw money, you can have your money. But whenever you go to the bank to withdraw money, or whenever you go to the ATM to withdraw money, you know that the bank is something or a place that holds money that they can never run out of money. So the bank is a source of money. And as such, the bank can never run out of money. So whenever you walk into the bank, no matter how much you want to withdraw from the bank, you know and you anticipate and expect to have your money be ready because you know that that is a place of money. A place of money or a source of money can never run out of money. That is our hope. That is our expectation of banks. So you walk anytime into the bank and you expect to receive something from the bank because you know that is where your money is being held. And no matter what it takes, the bank is supposed to be able to provide you with any amount that you request. And so you trust the bank. Hallelujah. That whenever you go at all times, the bank should be able to provide not that we are treating God as a bank, but we are saying that God is bigger than, than the bank. God is bigger than everything because he is. Bible said that he said that when you trust in God, blessed are you. Because God, when we place our hope in God, it means that God is our hope. He said that blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord. And whose hope the Lord is. It did not say, and whose hope is in the Lord. Hallelujah. It is good to place our hope in God. But here it says that blessed is a man that trusted in God. And whose hope is, or the Lord is. It did not say, and whose hope is in the Lord. So it means that not only is your hope in God, but God is your hope. God is your hope. When God becomes your hope, he becomes your source. Hallelujah. When God becomes your hope, he becomes your source. And as you understand that God be your source of hope, he never runs what? Try. Neither does he run out of his resources. Neither is, does he run out of the things that he is able to provide unto you. That is why he has the name Jehovah what? Jireh. The Lord our provider, he that provides. The Lord who is our provision. He's not limited in his provision. He's able to provide that which you asked of him. That is why he said, I come unto him, all ye that labor. And all ye that are heavy burden in life, come unto him. And pour down your burdens and your frustrations all your agonies at his feet and he will give you rest why because whenever you come unto the lord with hope whenever you come unto the lord with expectation whenever you come unto the lord with anticipation and as the jewish the hebrew meaning of what hope whenever you come unto the lord whilst waiting before him he takes your burden he takes your your agonies he takes your pain and he gives you his rest and the way God gives you his rest is that he gives you peace, that inner peace that the world cannot give. He said, my peace I live with you, not as the world gives or leaves. 
And Bible said that he has not given us the, or the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power and a sound mind. Sound mind is peace of mind. God gives us his peace. That is what he gives us rest. He places us. Although you are going, you are in the midst of your storm, but God is able to give you peace in that storm. Hallelujah. He said, not everybody is able to stand in a storm. Not everybody is able to go through the heat of the fire. Not everybody is able to stand the fire of life. But those that wait upon the Lord, God gives them a special strength. Because as you hope, hope also has to do with perseverance. Because as you wait before the Lord, you persevere before the Lord. Hope helps you to persevere. Hope helps you to become patient because as you wait before the Lord, what you need to be able to wait before the Lord is patient. And that is what hope is able to do for you. So when you keep your hope alive in God in this year 2023, as you wait before him, you need to persevere. And you need to exercise patience. Hallelujah. You need to persevere, you need to exercise patience. Because you know that your God is able to do that which he says that he will do. Hallelujah. Hope is a belief in a positive outcome related to events and circumstances in, our, in one's life. Hope implies that a certain amount of perseverance believing that a positive outcome is possible even when there is some evidence to the contrary that is hope believing that a positive outcome is possible even when there is some evidence to the contrary you see i will not stand here to tell you that everything will go smooth in life i will be a liar to say that to think that you can go through life without any form of struggle or any form of resistance or opposition to your destiny or to what you have asked of God or to that which God is about to do for you, I will be a liar before you. If I say that, then that means I imply that the enemy is not even in existence. That is why the Bible calls the enemy as the accuser and the opposer of the brethren. You see, the word Satan means that an adversary. An adversary is an opposer. Hallelujah. An opposer, somebody that opposes. So Satan or the evil one is an opposer of the brethren and an opposer of everything that God stands for and everything that God desires to do for you in your life. So I will not stand before you and tell you that you are not going to face opposition in your life when it comes to receiving that which God has promised you and that which you have asked of God. But one thing is for sure. That God will always come through for us. And so when you come before God and you have hope in God, what you are doing is that you are pouring everything and you are leaving everything that you are going through into the hands of God and you are telling God that God, I know I cannot do it. You are the one capable you are the one that have the power and the strength, the ability to do that which I ask and that which you have promised. Hallelujah. So when you have hope, what you are saying is that, Lord, I believe in a positive outcome 
in that which I am facing, in the circumstances of my life, in the, in the problems of my life, I believe in a positive outcome. I know that, yes, it is possible for me to have a positive outcome and a positive result in my problem. I know that it is possible for me to come out. I know. Hallelujah. And so I trust in you, Lord. I am placing my hope in you, Father. I am making you my hope. Because in you, all things are possible. And the Bible said that all things are possible to them that believe. So believe, which is hope, makes everything possible to one's life. So if you are a man or a woman that walks with unbelief, you set yourself up for a fall. Why? Because you make things to become impossible in your life. That is why a doubting person can never walk with God and experience the power of God. Because doubt has a way to quench even the power of God in one's life. Doubt has a way to rob you of the results and the outcomes or the answers of God to your prayers. Doubt. That is what doubt is capable of doing. Because the Bible calls a man who is in doubt as the waves of the sea that is tossed to, through and fro by the winds. So a man or a woman who lives in doubt because if you are not believing in God and having hope in him, it means that you are what? Living in doubt. And when you live in doubt, it makes you to become what? It brings or set in despair. It makes you to become hopeless in life. And you cannot experience the power of God when you are hopeless and despair. Because when you live in doubt, it means that every storm of life is able to toss you around anyhow. And you become easily overcome whenever the enemy rises against you. People who pray to God and ask him of things. When God says that come with anticipation, come with expectation, he wants you to believe and he doesn't want you to have any doubt in your mind. He wants you to be positive at all times. Even when there is no evidence that God is coming through for you. Hallelujah. Even though there is no evidence that God is coming through for you, yes, you are hoping in Him because you still believe that God is your hope. That is what the, the three Hebrews boy, that is what they did. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they believed in God so much that God became the source of their hope. That when the, the, the king made statue, that at the sound of the trumpet, they should bow down unto Him. They trusted in God so much. They believed in God so much. They had faith in God so much that no matter what happened, they still believed that whatever that happens to them in their life, it was still possible for God to come through for them to deliver them. So they never doubted. So when they tried to set them or to trap them, 
Because they knew that these are people that trust in God so much, believe in God so much that they will never compromise their relationship and their belief in God for anything. So they trapped them. The trumpet sounded. Everybody bowed and knelt before the statue, except these three boys. The king, when the news were brought to him, became very furious. Angry at them. Ask them, why are you not bowing down to my commands and my decree? Listen to what they said. They have no other God but the Lord God of Israel. That there is none that they will bow down to accept God. That they believe that even their God, as much as the king, Nebuchadnezzar was so powerful, as powerful as the king was, they knew that their God was able to deliver them out of his hands. Hallelujah. They knew that the king could have done anything to them. He could have killed them. He could have destroyed their life. But they knew that their God was able to deliver them out of his hand. So they told the king, we will never bow down to you, neither to your status. For even we know and believe that our God is able to even deliver us out of your hands. That is hope. Hope is when, when, when you always expect and anticipate God to show up in your life no matter what. Hallelujah. When you hope, it means that you always anticipate. You always expect God to come through, to come through for you. And you know for sure that he will never fail you. These boys knew that God is not a God that will ever fail them. Why? Because he's the one that promises to never leave you nor forsake you. He that promises to never leave you nor forsake you. What makes you think that he will do it? Hallelujah. What makes you think that he will do it? You see, know that the forces of darkness are coming after you. You've joined it through these 14 days of praise and fasting, they are coming for you. But should you be afraid? No. Should you be terrified? No. They are coming for you. Why? Because the gates of heaven have been opened. The decree had been made by God from the heavens. They've seen the open heaven over your life. They've seen your liberation. They've seen the restoration in your life and they are coming for you. Should you be afraid? No. Were the, the three Hebrew boys afraid? No. Why? Because they had a God. The Bible said that greater is he that is in us than he that is out of us. And he said that if God be for you, who can be against you? And if God is on your side, who can stand against you? Hallelujah. Though he said that the enemies might come against me like a flood. God will rise in his power and scatter them. Though they might come against me in one way, God, Bible says, he will rise against them and cause them to run away from me in seven ways. So why should I be afraid of those that are coming after me? Why should I be afraid of those that are coming against me? Now that the heavens have been opened over my life and, and I have the spirit of God inside of me, why should I be afraid? Why should I be in despair? Why should I be hopeless in life? 
if I know I have God inside of me, if I know that I have God on my side, that stands on my side, if I know that I have God that walks beside me and holds my hands and whispers to my ears that I am your help, this is what gives us hope. Hallelujah. This is what gives us hope. So Bible says that these three Hebrew boys, Bible says that they stood for what they believed in, in that they believed in God, in that God was their hope. So they stood, they stood firm on their belief, not even with an iota of disbelief. Hallelujah. Believing that God is able to come through for them, and they told again, even if God does not, we will not even bow down to you. Out of anger, the king told the people, increase the fire seven times. While these men were being taken to the furnace of fire, they were not crying. They were not complaining. They were not seeking to hide or run away. They were not seeking any other alternatives to run away or to escape. They were not doubting. Is God really going to come through for us? They were getting close to the furnace. Still, they were not doubting. They were feeling the heat of the furnace, but they were not shaking. Hallelujah. Now, they are face to face with the fire. They could have changed their mind. They could have renounced their God but they still, they still stood their ground and still hoped in God. Bible says that the men that carried them to the fire even died by the heat and the smoke of the fire. This was enough for them to change their mind. You see, and this is also an evidence to show you that there is no amount of storm in your life that is able to kill you. This was even a sign that God was with them. In their coming face to face with the fire that was able to kill the men that carried them there and they were still standing on their feet. This was a sign that God would come through for them. The fact that you are still standing in your storm, the fact that you are still surviving and you are still making it in what you are facing and going through in life is a sign that God is not done with you yet. It is a sign that God is never going to fail you, nor leave you, nor forsake you. It is a sign that God is going to come through for you. Hallelujah. It is a sign. Do you hear that God say that he will never allow anything that is beyond your ability, beyond your control, beyond your capacity to control? He will never allow that to come upon you. So whatever God allows to come your way is something that you have the power to endure. That you have the power to overcome. That you have the power to stand against it. That is why God allows it to come to you. Because he allows it to also train you. He allows you to go through it so that you will see his manifest glory and his power to work in your life. How would you know and have a taste of the, of, of the power of God. If God does not put you to the test. You know, God does not tempt us, but he tests us. 
in that for the three Hebrew boys, it was a testing moment for their trust and their hope in God, and they prevailed. They succeeded and they came out because hope, hope is a believing a positive outcome, even in the face of impossibility. So, what you are facing in your life is it impossible. Hope in God. Hallelujah. Hope in God. Believe in God. Because one of the worst things that can ever happen to a person, especially a believer, is the loss of hope. Hallelujah. It is the loss of hope. Hope is often the result of faith and that while hope is an emotion, faith carries a divinely inspired and informed form of positive belief. Faith is inspired. Your hope is your emotion. It is something, it is a way that you respond to God. It is a way that you respond to the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Faith is emotion. So your response to the power of God is your hope. But faith is a divinely inspired and informed form of what? Positive belief. In the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So when you become informed about who God is, when you become informed about the power of God, and how can you be informed about the power of God? It is not only about hearing, but it is also about seeing. When you see God at work in your life, you have seen God at work in your life before. You've had a testimony of God, of God's power at work in your life before. That is an evidence. That God is able. Just that God is able. Hallelujah. God is able. When you have that word that God is able, attach everything and anything that you're going through to it. It is just like when Moses asked of God, if I go to these people and they ask me, who and what is this God that have sent you to us to liberate us? What is your name? What should I tell them? Do you realize that God does not just have one name? You see, do you realize that nobody actually knows the actual name of God? Nobody knows. We have many names that we call God by, but nobody really knows the actual name of God. We are known, we know God, and the names that we know God by are the things that he does. We know, we call God, you see, the Jews, the way they gave names to God and the way they called God was by the things that he did for them. We have names of God by the things that God did in their lives. And these are names that we have given to God, but nobody really knows the name of God. Have you ever thought about that? It is only when we go to heaven, when Jesus comes, the Bible says, that the actual name of God will be unveiled unto us. For in that, his name will be written on our foreheads. In that God will show us, this is my actual name. But until then, God wants us to be known by who he is. 
by his characteristics, by his nature, by his divine abilities. So Moses asked, if I go and they ask me, who is this God? What is his name? What should I say to them? God did not say, tell them that this is the name of this God. But he told Moses, tell them, I am that I am, my God. They asked for a name. Hallelujah. And God told him, tell them that I am that I am. It's almost like a condition. I am that I am the God of your fathers. The God of your father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am that I am have sent you to them. Tell them that. That I am that I am have sent you to them. What is the meaning of I am that I am? Even Jesus said, he said, before Abraham, I am. Telling them that I am God. That this is the name that I gave to your forefathers. I am. What kind of name is that? I am. I am that I am have sent me unto you to deliver you. So what is the meaning of I am that I am? I am whatever that I, God, wants to be. And I can be whatever that you want me to be in your life. I am that who I am, meaning that I am not limited. Children. I am everything and I am all things. Everything consists of God. I am that I am because in me is everything. Two people are in bondage. You are in slavery. You need liberation. So he told them, who is this God? What is his name? He said, I am that I am. So it is an open what? Mark question. Almost like fill in the blank. I am that I am, meaning that I am the God that I am. So I am, meaning that fill in, continue, fill, finish the sentence. I am your restoration. I am your deliverer. I am your provider. I am your healer. Hallelujah. So I am that I am have sent me to you, meaning that the I am your deliverer, the I am your healer. He is the one that has sent me to you. So today God is telling you that I am that I am. He is who he is in your life. What do you want God to be in your life? He is your restoration. He is your breakthrough. He is your deliverance. He is your, what, your healer. That is why you need to hope in him. That is why you need to have this expectation and anticipate to have something from him whenever you come before him. And never have this, and never be despair or dismayed. Jesus said, he said be not dismayed. Be not discouraged. For I, I have overcome the world for you. He said, in this world, you shall have many tribulations, many battles, many problems, all sorts and kind of things that you might face in your life. You might be faced with many things in this life, but be of good courage. For I, Jesus, have overcome the world for you. 
I have overcome the world for you. So be of good courage and be not dismayed. Do not lose your hope. That is the worst thing that you as a believer can ever have. The loss of your hope. So he said, be not dismayed. Be not discouraged. Fly the Lord have overcome the world for you. Who is the world? It is the devil and his co-host. The prince of this world, had, he has been overcome by, by God for you. He had been made a public ridicule. God, Jesus, have made a public show of him on the cross. He had been overcome for you. So walk and live in this life with hope. Your hope is that you have the victory. You are living as a triumphant child of God. A victorious child of God. You are living with a mindset of one that knows that the devil, the enemy has been overcome. So you are not afraid of him. You are living with a mindset when you have this mindset of a victor, of a triumphant person, of a conqueror, then you know, come what may, I will not be afraid. Come what may, I will not be despair. Come what may, I will not lose my hope in God. When you lose your hope, it means that you're losing God. Because Bible said that, he said that, blessed is the man that trusts in God and whose hope is God. If God is your hope and you lose your hope, what you are doing is that you're losing God. And the way you lose God is that you distance yourself from him by your unbelief. That is how we lose God. By our unbelief. Do you know, Bible said that you can ask anything of God in the name of Jesus Christ, in alignment with his world, and you shall have it. But one thing that even as a child of God, that will never make you receive anything from God is your unbelief. That is what Jesus said. He said, unbelief is the only thing that will not make you receive anything from God. Hallelujah. Unbelief. See, look at this thing. About the Muslims. You see, the concept of giving is universal. The blessings in giving is universal. And it is a matter of belief. Now, no matter your belief or your, no matter your God or your religion, God had made the concept and the blessing in giving universal that whoever that understands the purpose and the meaning of giving and understands the blessings in giving, if that person is able to subscribe to that concept and engages in giving, the person who receives the blessings of giving. And that giving comes with belief. And this is why the Muslims believe in giving. And because their belief is in giving, when they give, that's why they are blessed. We can say all that we will say about Muslims, but they are blessed. Look at Muslims, wherever they go, it seems that they don't 
every little thing that these Muslims set their hands on to do, they become blessed. And we ask ourselves, why? Because God is the one that says, He causes His rain to fall both on the good and the evil or the bad. So it means that whatever that a person sows, he shall reap. So if you sow your hope in God, you shall reap a positive outcome. But if you sow your, your what, unbelief or disbelief in God, that is what you are going to what? Reap. And so you have nothing. And that is why we have to keep our hope alive. By trusting in God. Believing in God. Look at Abraham. Bible says that against hope, Abraham believed in hope. That is why we said that hope is a belief in a positive outcome. Even when there is some evidence to the contrary. The evidence to the contrary is that what you are believing in, in your life, there is no sign. Hallelujah. It's like somebody believing in something. And I can say like somebody believing in a, in a child. But then the doctors have declared that you are no longer in the position to give birth. Somebody believing in a child, but they said that your womb does not function anymore, so it's removed. You see, this is an evidence. An evidence proves and shows that it is fact. Fact. You see, it is there. It is proven. It is impossible. How can you give birth if your womb is removed? It is impossible. So all the evidence goes against you. That you are hoping for something, but the evidence that you have is the contrary. It is impossible. Simple as that. You cannot give birth because your womb is not in the position to carry a baby. Because you don't have it. Now what are you going to do? Hallelujah. What are you going to do? So Bible said that against hope, Abraham believed in hope. When the evidence was against him, he still believed. That is what it means. When things are factual in your life, you still believe. Yes, you know that this is this is why this is true. This is true. Like this, you have the evidence, you're holding on to the evidence, just like the king. That the enemy wrote a letter in the Bible that, hey, listen, we are coming against you. We are going to besiege your city. And we are going to overthrow you and take everybody into captivity. He had that evidence in his hand. But the king believed in God. God was his hope. In that he went before God and presented the evidence, which was the letter. That was the truth of his enemies besieging what his city he went before god that this is it this is the letter that i have received from the king of the assyrians they are coming and they are close their words are harsh piercing through the soul we are doomed but hey listen 
I hope in you, God. I believe in you. Here is the evidence by yes to I believe in you. So hope is a belief in a positive outcome, even in the face of impossibilities. So Abraham against hope, he believed in hope. In that, Bible says that from the day that he married Sarah to the time that he encountered God, Sarah was barren. Even in her youth, she was barren. So in her youth, she could not have given birth. What makes you think that in her old age, she'll be able? That is the evidence. In your youth, you could not do it. When you were in the position to have been given birth, when you were in your prime, when you had everything, you could not have given, you could not give birth. What makes you think that now that you have gotten to the age of menopause and all that, what makes you think that you can give birth? Abraham that was even in the position of being able to perform and give birth and now was now stricken in age that the Bible says that his own body, the strength to give birth had departed from him. So now the situation of, of Abraham and Sarah have become more hopeless. So Abraham and Sarah were people that should have been walking in life with hopelessness. But listen, Bible said that Abraham against hope, he believed in hope. And that when his situation was humanly impossible, for his wife to conceive and for his own body the Bible said that was now dead he still believed and hoped in God that God was the man and the one that was able to bring that which was dead to life and we said hope is something that is emotional a belief to, that, to who God is and your faith it's a divinely inspired and informed hallelujah form of positive belief and that your faith is a substance the embodiment of what you hope for so Abraham being the father of faith believed in God in that he was informed of God that God is the creator of the universe so someone that who is a creator creates. So if there was anything dead in his wife's life, if Sarah's womb was dead, God who is a creator was capable of recreating her womb. If her, his own body is now dead, God who is a creator was capable of resurrecting his own deadness in his body. That was his belief because he was what informed. So his belief had a basis to stand on. Be informed of who God was. Hallelujah. And that he believed in God so much that he was able to wait upon God. So we said the hope is by anticipating and expecting to receive and have something from God. So God called him. And for all these years that Abraham walked with God, 
he always expected and anticipated to receive and have something from him and he was able to wait upon him with that anticipation and expectation he knew that god would never fail him he knew that the day will come and the time will come that he will receive his testimony and i decree and i declare that for you that as you are able to wait upon the lord and you keep your hope alive that the lord will come through for you in the whilst abraham and sarah waited upon the lord and still believed and hoped whilst everything was against their hope they believed and hoped and had faith in him bible said that the day came that god visited them your hope and your faith in god will bring a divine visitation in this year 2023 as you wait upon the Lord, you are going to receive a divine visitation from the Lord. And that God told them, yeah, by this time, I will come again. And your wife, Sarah, shall give, shall conceive and give birth to a son. That's your year by this time, is this year. Because you have been waiting for God and upon him for so long. And God is saying, anticipate and expect his divine visitation. God is ready to visit you, beloved. Are you ready for him? He is ready to descend into your life. Are you ready to receive him? God is ready to visit you. Are you ready? Abraham was ready to receive God. Abraham was ready receive God he was ready he was prepared are you are you ready for God are you prepared for his visitation then keep your hope alive if you're ready beloved then keep your hope alive keep your hope alive Because we all need to live our lives with a healthy sense of anticipation. And that is hope. This sense of anticipation is what motivates us to tarry in the midst of hardship and to wait on God for our breakthrough. Hallelujah. When we lose our hope, we become despair. Hallelujah. And that will not be, that will not make you ready to receive God. So today I'm here to tell you that God is ready to visit you. And the way that you prepare the environment and the atmosphere, making it conducive for the presence of the living God as he visits you. 2023 is to keep your hope alive. This year of our restoration. The restoration of God means his divine visitation in your life. But the way you prepare the grounds for him, beloved, once again, is to keep your hope alive. <laughs>